Welcome to Conversations on Coast Access Radio. In this program we have conversations with people about their interests, their lives, the things that motivate and excite them. So relax and enjoy this conversation. Now, the new Tourism Advisory Board to help create destination identity here on the Kapiti Coast has been appointed, and um, the chair of the advisory board is George Hickton, a highly respected and experienced leader and uh, of regional and national tourism operations and former CEO of Tourism New Zealand. I've got George on the phone now. Good morning, George. Yes, good morning, Nigel. How are you? I'm well, thanks. Now, George, to be fair, we've had many attempts over many years since I've been on radio to try and set up some tourism advisory boards, but they've never come to much. But sounds like this time we've got some very respected people. We may go ahead. Tell us a little bit about why they're doing this. Yeah, right. You're right. There has been a bit of a history here of starting and stopping. But the landscape's changed a lot over the last two or three years. And regional tourism organisations historically have sort of grown and have quite a haphazard way. There's been no sort of structure to them at all. It depends on whether or not the region wanted them. But over about two or three years ago, the, the government became a little bit more involved in recognising that communities needed a plan for managing their destination rather than simply having a marketing plan. They needed to think of other elements to it, the community, sustainability and that sort of thing. And so they actually started funding some, um, some work to be done and, and that's really the foundation for what we've been brought on to review. So there is a, a destination management plan now for the Kapiti uh, area, and, and that's got some strategic priorities, which we agree with. And so um, the Economic Development Board for Kapiti said, let's pull together some tourism people who could help advise us on implementing this plan. And so we've got a good group of people uh, we all came to it with our eyes wide open, knowing what the history of this thing is, <laughs> and, uh, but believe now's the right time to actually set some foundations in place so that we can build this, the visitor economy for Kapiti uh, much more strongly. And so that, that's the plan at the moment. Yeah, well, I suppose, to be fair, some of the background of the previous attempts will still be looked at uh, by your new advisory board because there must be some pretty important information in those plans. Oh, yeah, look... The, you are what you are in a sense. We're a, a coastal community with some amazing natural resources around us, and, and we've got some, you know, iconic uh, tourism elements to it. Um, Cavity Island is a nationally recognised uh, jewel, uh, which <laughs> we feed off. So, um, yeah, the work, all the work that was done, is consistent with what needs to be done in the future. But we now have some funding to provide. Um, to give us some momentum, we've got a person um, working for us on developing this plan over the next few months, and so we're able to get going, and that's important. To be fair, I mean, uh, with this COVID, if we step outside of COVID, COVID has had a big effect on a lot of events, and will do for some time, but if we get back to getting cruise boats into Wellington, and if we get Transmission Gully open, we will be able to attract a lot of tourism up here with day trips, but the tourism operators uh, on the cruise lines wouldn't uh, send their buses up here because they were, weren't certain they'd get back to Wellington by 4 o'clock in the afternoon. So hopefully Transmission Gully might solve that problem. That would be one big area that you'll be looking at. Yeah, I think Transmission Gully provides a lot of opportunities. The, the opportunity for business events in, in this area, like the Wairapa has historically done that very well. Uh, I think they've 
they've done an immense job in attracting Wellington, Wellingtonians over to, to that area. But we, with Transmission Gully and a, a, a bit of work on promotion about what's available on Kapiti Coast, I think we've got a real opportunity to start to gain some of that market over here. Um, undoubtedly, uh, Transmission Gully provides an opportunity for, for people who will want to experience it, but it makes it so much easier to access what we have. And now what we've got to do is make sure that people understand what the elements are, how they could package it together, what's the best weekend experience they could possibly have here. And that's all before us, but it's, um, there's lots of opportunity in this area, and it's uh, time for us to, to take advantage of it. I would say we are going to go through a difficult two to three months, all of the tourism industries experiencing you know, pretty tough times at the moment, and that's going to ha- carry on probably through winter, and hopefully we come out of it in spring with a renewed sense of opportunity. Yeah, so when do you hope to have some sort of plan in operation, George? Well, um, we're, we're, we've only just had our second meeting. We, um, one of the things we want to do is get the, the local industry together, but of course COVID is stopping us doing that. But uh, this will emerge over the next uh, two to three months. We've got, we've got a report back to the Economic Development Board on, what we're, uh, on how we're going. But certainly by you know, April, May, you'll start seeing some um, evidence of, the, of what we're doing and also what the plan for the future is. So Air Chatham's been a big plus for us here on the Kapiti Coast. We must ensure that the airport's kept. And would we be looking at sort of asking Air Chathams to extend their services so we can bring more people in? Well, air connectivity is always a big issue with tourism. Um, and then you'd have, have to look at, you know, how that might impact. It's, um, they'll be worth talking to, that's for sure. Yes. But uh, it's a question of whether where the, the prime market is for visitors here. And it's probably Wellington initially. And that's where our, and our focus would be because there's a lot of opportunity there and we could easily access that market. So we just have to be fish where the fish are, as they say. <laughs> so you'll be sort of working with uh, t- tourism operators and those who are putting on big events. Uh, yep. I'm just thinking like the Capiti Food Fair and people like yep. that. You'd be working with them too, I should imagine. Yes, we've, we've, uh, you know, one of the things we're doing right now is looking at the events calendar. Unfortunately, that's been decimated by COVID, but there is a quite a, quite a good series of events and, and we're looking at are there gaps in that event calendar that we can look at, at filling and uh, how can we promote that and where do we promote it will be the next thing to do. So we've got to ask, uh, have we got the ability for organisers to put on good tourism activities for our visitors? I mean we've got to come up to speed and I think we are doing that. Yeah, I think um, we are. It's a you, you need, first of all you need demand and, and that stimulates um, product offering so as people gain confidence that the region is serious about you know its promotion and development you'll then find that people are more inclined to invest in various activities or accommodation and that sort of thing and I think we've got to build back that confidence that as a community we are interested in developing a, a visitor market that's that's it's has um, significant economic benefit to everybody, including businesses, and uh, that adds another layer to uh, at this stage to businesses that desperately need more people accessing them. So there's a real, real benefit to us all of getting this right. And um, and once you start getting a sense of confidence and uh, an understanding that there's a better future, you'll find that everything will start to come together quite well. I've had this experience in other regions, and it, it, it takes some time, but. Um, I think we've got the right start here.
Yes, well, as uh, you've been the CEO of Tourism New Zealand, you've got the background to see the pitfalls of uh, developing such a plan, and um, you've got some fairly high-profile people on the board there, so we may develop something that's going to even attract our local people to go along, because there's a lot of new people in our district who have never been to some of our attractions. Oh, absolutely. You, you, you know, the number of people you meet that have never been to Capitol Island is extraordinary. Mm. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, and, and I think also, like, just recently, you know, one of the first things is the Cavity Coast um, you know, uh, activity map, which just came out, which is a you know, a simple but excellent piece of um, information that people are latching onto and suddenly realising there's so much more on this coast that they've either forgotten about or didn't know was there. And um, that's, you know, we just need to, in a sense, commit ourselves what we've got. <laughs> then that's one of the best marketing tools we can have, word yeah. of mouth. Well, I suppose the coastline is one of the big attractions too. A lot of people are not so close to a coastline as we are and uh, the enjoyment that can be had out of that. That's the uniqueness. It is Capity Coast, after all. And it, it, one of the other elements to it is the unique nature of each of the communities. So they're quite, they have their own style. And so, you know, when you look at Paikakariki or Romari or, or Otaki, each one has its own approach to it. And it means that there's, there's variety here. And um, it's got a, and it's all, it's got a coastal connection as you go. Visitor Information Centre. Now we're developing one down at uh, McLean Park, which I've yeah. been always for it, but there's been a lot of angst. But I think once it's up and developed, it'll be attraction for a lot of people, especially with the camper vans parking along the foreshore there. But um, do we need a visitor information centre that is visible? We've had them in the past, but you can never find them. Yes, the, the visitor information networks are. It's a bit of a work in progress nationally at the moment because historically they've fed off bookings to fund them and now with online booking systems they're struggling to make money so um, and, and a lot more people are using the internet for their information but Tiuruhi down on the, the waterfront is, and I was involved in that project in the early days when we were looking at its development that's going to be a, a really important piece of the puzzle because it, for, for the first time we're able to tell the stories about the region and tell the stories about the island. And it will provide a focal point to the uh, beachside community of Paraparumi. And um, I, uh, I'm looking forward to when that opens. I think it will be quite a, you know, a, a unique milestone in the development of uh, the region. Yes. Another thing I was thinking of, George, I mean, our MetLink service will provide a good service up here to the Kapiti Coast. Now, a lot of visitors, when you've been on a cruise, <laughs> I've been on many of them, you like to get out and you can see so much of the area by a train trip up here and buses yeah. to meet them and take them out to various destinations. I suppose that's in your plans as well. Yeah, the, the, the transport connections are really good when you think about it. Uh, and the ability, to, for example, to do the escarpment walkway and use the train to get back, all those sorts of things, uh, are things that just need to be identified more strongly because I think more and more people will do it. Because in that particular walkway, we've got one of the most spectacular pieces of, of uh, walking country in the, in the country, and um, you can just see how, that's, how popular that is, and it's going to get more popular. Absolutely, and I suppose television exposure, there was one recently off the Kapiti Coast and the four-wheel drives up there, and that was really uh, important for us here, but of course then COVID came along and knocked that on the head. So it's a lot of timing going into this, George, but uh, no doubt you'll have a plan organised for 2023, (laughs) let's face it. (laughs) Yes, 
And, uh, let's, let's hope we've got a, a stronger marketplace by the end of this year that we can start to work with. Yes, well, but, I expect the cruise boats will start to come back in by that stage, but um, mm, yeah, we'll wait and see. Yes, the cruise industry's got some challenges, but um, yeah, a lot of a lot of communities are pretty keen to get you know that cruise economic impact back. Yes. It was pretty good. It was indeed. And of course those people on cruise boats like to go to farms and that, so agricultural sector can be included into this as well, I should imagine. Yeah. yeah. No, there's, there's all sorts of opportunities. Yeah. And as you say, the, the Transmission Gully will provide some confidence because when it comes to offering cruise passengers experiences, they have to be what's called cruise friendly. And, and uh, as you said earlier on, you, you have to some guarantee you can get back to the boat, otherwise it's never going to happen. No, that's right. George, we keep in touch with you later on in the year just to see how things are planning out and uh, we'll know a little bit about the COVID situation at that stage, if you don't mind. Yeah, absolutely. No, I don't know trouble at all. Thank nice you. To talk to you. Okay. George Hickton, who's been appointed the chair of the advisory board, highly respected and experienced leader of regional national tourism operations and former CEO of Tourism New Zealand. He certainly knows his stuff. So let's hope we can develop a good tourism plan for the Kapiti Coast. You've been listening to Conversations on Coast Access Radio, a programme where we talk with people about their lives, their passions, their interests. I'm Graham Joyce. This program is made with assistance from New Zealand On Air for radio broadcast and through the accessmedia.nz website. Thank you, New Zealand On Air.